Now back to Fitness Fanatics on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. All right, welcome back into the Fitness Fanatics. We are joined in studio by Coach Grayson, as he goes by. Grayson McDaniel is your full name, Junior. Yep, yep sure is. <laughs> right? yeah. Do we need to add the Junior in? You don't have to, no. Okay, okay. <laughs> so Coach Grayson's going to be with us for the next 90 minutes. Uh, so welcome to the Fitness Fanatics, one of the most interesting shows on the ticket. <laughs> we never really know where things are going to go. But it'll be fun. We did forget. What did we, we, what did we forget? Nothing. It's nothing important. Oh. But in our first segment, we usually talk about nothing in our first segment. But we did forget to tell our listeners that we brought Harrison a yardstick from the home show. Last yeah. So week. last week we were at the home and garden show. <laughs> and we'll get your take on this, too. Mm-hmm. One of the big items at a home and garden show are the yardsticks. Hmm. Like, you're not familiar with this. Do you know what a yardstick is? Yeah. 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 (laughs) Well, it was only like a little bit of part of that era. Okay. So uh, everybody's walking around with these yardsticks. And so we were just asking, like, what do people do with them? Why are they such a hot item? They were. At these shows. And we had a lot of people that were texting us. And (laughs) it blew up. So we we did get one of our, uh, the vendors right behind us, heard us talking about it and gave us two yardsticks. Yep. So, so we brought one in for Harrison. What we did with the yardsticks all week was they just sat in the car. <laughs> they just been in our car. <laughs> <laughs> they never even left the car. They were still right where we put them when we left the home show last week. Yep. So, but we brought one for Harrison. So maybe we Harrison, did. you can take that home with you this week. Because we were and, like, what do you do with this? So mm. the only thing I could think of is just old days. Just whoosh. Right? <laughs> no, yeah. we talked Chasing about the this. kids around. That the was, discipline. Yeah. That, yeah, that right? was not, that would never have hot hacked. Gone in our house. Wooden spoon is what my grandma said. Right. That that yardstick, that thing would have broke after just one swat. It was the wooden spoon. (laughs) Mm. Grandma. We don't condone wooden spoons with (laughs) your children. See, my grandma was different. She used, she put cold water in a water bottle and she chases us around with the water bottle and squirts with the water bottle. Oh, well, that's fun. Because <laughs> she's like, I don't want to hurt him. That's but like some, but that worse. takes some setup though. You got to get the cold water. She, she's in a, a very elaborate lady. Yeah. <laughs> she probably, Grandma probably funny. had those just lined up in the fridge. That's less like traumatic. Ready. That's true. That you just could go have get it one fridge. right now. Probably, yeah. I like that. That's much less <laughs> traumatic than a wooden spoon. I I don't think I ever actually got spanked with a wooden spoon, but she threatened to use the wooden spoon. Mm. She would have it on the next to the clicker, next to the remote, you know, on the just right coffee table. Everybody can see it, Mm -hmm. and you knew, like you're like okay, yeah. Yeah. (sighs) And if you started acting up, it was not usually me. It was usually my cousin Andrew. He was always Mm. getting in trouble, and she'd just wrap it, like knock it off. Like a judge with a gavel. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. 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 Just, uh-huh. I don't know if she really used it, but she threatened to use it. So anyway. Hey, those threats, they, they work. Yeah, okay. they sure do. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So t- speaking of kids and discipline. <laughs> yeah. say, we don't have any yardsticks. Sorry. That, no. <laughs> That's not part of the training. No. Okay. 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 Sorry. Right. We'll so, get back on track now. Let's get to know Coach Grayson. So the first question we have always have for our guests are, where did you grow up? Where do you went to school? And were you active in sports? Yeah, absolutely. And so I was born in Hayward, California. And so it's where my mom's side of my family is from. So I actually grew up in Sydney, Nebraska, way out there, you know, Cabela's the whole Oh, yeah, world. yeah. And, uh, you know, I kind of we kind of moved back and forth. Uh, we dealt with some personal things on in my family. And so we kind of moved back and forth between California and Nebraska. Nebraska's always just been home, you know. Uh, nothing against California or anywhere else. It's just everything in Nebraska has always felt like home. Yeah. And so I kind of grew up in Nebraska and everything um, and then went to the University of Nebraska, of course, and actually my first year of college, I went to Cal State Bakersfield. Okay. Tried California one more time. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm sorry, Nebraska is just where I feel like I needed to be my whole life. Um, so I went to the University of Nebraska and just kind of started figuring out what I wanted to do with my life and got a job at Campus Rec here there on campus and my first job ever in a gym was I was that guy at 530 in the morning scanning people's IDs. <laughs> you know, it was like people walk in, hand me the ID, scan it, here you go, whatever. I mean, that was, that was, you know, I felt like the bottom of the totem pole. <laughs> so were you, were, do you have like, what, what years were you at UNL? Oh God. Were, were, were we good in football? 
It was right <laughs> after. It was right after the Polini era. It was um, right after that. So no, no, not really. <laughs> no, no, not really. I was there from 2012 Jeez. to about 2016, 2017. Okay, so the fraudulent was, Mike Riley year. Yeah, where we kind of felt. Yeah. I think we we're like undefeated, and then yeah, pretty much fell off the wagons. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 2016. 2016 was that seven and zero? Oh? Mm -hmm. Yeah, mediocre to worse. Bad to worse. So you weren't kind of there in, in the glory years. Then. No, I was not. I did go to games though in the glory years. Okay. Mm -hmm. But what's funny is about Mike Riley is like I'll never forget it because I was just an intern at the time when I first when I first started there at the Husker Power and everything. I'm yeah. walking down the landing. I see this old guy walking down, kind of you know like whatever, but just the biggest smile on his face. And I just thought, nice to myself, I, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, I just thought to myself like that's exactly who I want to be when I'm that age. I want to be able to walk around and just have the biggest smile on my face. He's cashing that big old paycheck. Nice. Yeah, exactly. Like he sure is. <laughs> <laughs> I want that too. <laughs> yeah. Also. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So yeah. you were you started off swiping cards. So it's like basically all the kids or the student athletes, they'd come in and work out. And this was just no, this was just anybody. Okay. So like so this anybody. was like I mean, it could have been it could have been a student athlete, it could have been a professor, it could have been could have been Joe Blow, you know, it could have been anybody, you know, mm -hmm. and uh, I went from there to, you know, I started, you know, I was obviously working out at the time and just like any college kid would. Yeah. And I went to the weight room and basically the first job I ever had in the weight room, we were basically glorified spotters. Mm -hmm. Like if somebody needed a spot, they'd come ask us. And so we'd stand there, me and another, another individual and, or we'd clean, like we'd clean stuff around. Right. Right. You know, this was, God, this was 2011, 2012. Okay. So like, so like right in the beginning. And I, I loved it because at the time I didn't appreciate it, but now I do is I derive everything off of what we do because it's, you're looking in the weight room, you see people coming and going, people doing all kinds of different things. Well, you see all the different ways to not do something. Mm -hmm. Okay. Hey, don't bench like that. That guy, he always complains about his elbows hurting or, Hey, don't squat that way because they say their knees hurt. Mm -hmm. So I saw all these different ways to not do things, which is kind of laid the groundwork for what I have today. Right. Got the wheels turning. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. So did you, were you, did you play any sports growing up I did. way out in Sydney? Nebraska? I did. I did. You know, we were, it was very competitive basketball when I was younger, like traveling. I mean, we went to camps in Hastings and Kearney when I was fourth, fifth, sixth grade. Mm -hmm. uh, at the time, you sports, now it's it's crazy. Um, I don't think it was as crazy back then, um, but you can you can tell like there was something going. Basketball was big, baseball was you know, back and forth. Yeah. Um, football was, was also kind of a big thing in a small town. Um, Any, um, so I'm kind of like the average Jeff, right? We don't say average Joe, mm -hmm. yeah. average Jeff. <laughs> so did you have any, and hopefully you know who this person is, any, <laughs> Al Bundy moments in high school. You know, like Al Bundy. I have Bundy. no idea who that is. Oh. Okay. So Al Bundy's on the show Married with Children. You do not, you've never even heard of Al Bundy? Never. Oh my gosh, we're never. so old. You've seen Modern Family. No. I don't watch a lot of TV. Okay. Trying to think. Have you seen Wayne's World? Uh, very, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> it a doesn't little, matter. Little anyway. Yeah. So anyway. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Yeah. Wayne's World, Wayne's World, yeah. party yeah, okay. time. So anyway, Al Bundy <laughs> in high school scored four touchdowns in one game. And he talked about this when he into his 40s. It's a TV right? show. TV he show. was a shoe salesman. He had kind of a crappy life. And yeah, that was four his, touchdowns in one game. Right. So your highlight Bundy, of his life, highlight of your high school career, like mine was catching an interception in the JV football game. <laughs> as a senior <laughs> like, oh my gosh, that's, that's my awesome. highlight right yeah for sure mine was probably in a basketball game where like this might be high school it might be later junior high but it's like fourth it's fourth quarter of a basketball game i got the ball get it passed to me and i know that i think we're down like two and okay. I just, it's one of those like random shots i'm just like okay whatever and you just like hook it from three core or, or, or from the three-point line mm -hmm. and it goes in and we win Game winning shot. Game winning yeah. shot. And it's a hook and it's just, it's not like it's not timed or anything. It's just like okay, cool, here we go. Boom. We got the buzzer beater. And I'm like <laughs> Wow. Okay. Time like time slowed, right? It did. As it, it goes did. in. Yeah. The time pauses in the yep. air. Like and, <laughs> I know. and when you think back to that moment, you probably compare that moment with Michael Jordan beating 
the Utah Jazz on a game winner. <laughs> right? Yeah, pretty he much. He just hung up there. Yes. Just a photo. I mean, you could have had it picture hung up i mean you could have mm-hmm. hung this up at, at your gym of you with that shot if somebody could have got a still picture. i remember i yep. still remember seeing people's <laughs> eyes like in the air like is that really gonna go in like <laughs> i was thinking in my head like story. i don't know i guess we'll find out yep. <laughs> that's a good one yeah, yeah so i also kind of saw in your bio that so okay so you were at the unl and you were working in the weight room which is would be really cool as a, I mean, that would be really cool for me to do that back then. So then, then kind of where did you go from there? Like in your, in your career? That's a great question. And so my, my mentor slash boss, my manager at the time, he had, he was from Florida. And so he had done stuff at Florida Atlantic university. And I was like, man, you know, I really want to get into like more athletes. That's my passion. Is yeah. Sports. Mm-hmm. And he told me, he goes, you know, you can probably go down there for a summer internship. It's not going to be paid. And so I'm like, okay, well, that sucks. And so, but he's like, you know, you're, you're going to get a lot out of it. And I did. And so I drove down to Florida by myself, um, scared for my life because I had no idea where I'd never been that way before, been that way down the United States before. Going down the turnpike and everything. I got, I'm going through bugs. I'm just thinking to myself, what am I getting myself into? <laughs> Was this sure. bef- pre GPS? Did you have a GPS? I had a Tom Tom. Okay, Tom Tom. People okay. don't know what that is. It yeah. was like a little, like, yeah. Oh yeah, we had, yeah, we had like a yeah. garment. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. Well, that's your, good. But Harrison doesn't know what any of this. No, stuff the is, kids but, I work with either well, the like, garment. What? Yeah, I know. Or garment. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You put it up on your windshield. Yes. Yeah. And you you have the suction thing and the yeah. whole deal. And then yeah. it falls falls off the <laughs> all windshield. the time, man. Just, <laughs> and then down in the passenger side, you're just you're down looking, trying to almost run it. Yeah. So yeah. I've been there okay. pretty much. I'm, yeah. I'm yeah, just trying tom-tom. to paint the picture in my mind. Better, okay, tom better, tom now. Better times. But see what I like about the tom tom where the garment was like you can like set your vehicle like you can set like your car to something special and i think i had mine as like cartman <laughs> oh you're the voice yeah okay and the okay. voice and everything you know <laughs> that's, that's awesome so it's kind of obnoxious i don't think jeff knows who cartman is. yeah on south park okay south good park. job i'm impressed there you go yeah you knew that mm-hmm. so i was in florida and, and and uh you know i remember the first day i'm walking to the facility it's like five o'clock in the morning and so i'm walking down there in florida i'll never forget this i'm i see this big lizard it's like like four foot long you know, two foot long tail. And I'm like, what in the heck? And it's just walking along and it's just a huge iguana. <laughs> it's just chilling. And that's yeah. just how it is down there. That's like, weird. like when I finally went inside, I was like, I was like, do you guys have squirrels here? Like, no, like we have iguanas. And so like, I was like, okay, so the Florida squirrel is an iguana and mm-hmm. they even have like bounty hunters down there. Wow. For iguanas. Huh. Which, oh, yeah. You get to those Everglades. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> nuts. It's nuts. Yeah. And so where's Florida Atlantic? Like what city? Uh, there? There's in Boca Raton. Mm-hmm. Okay. So okay. it was beautiful, beautiful campus, you know, like maybe three or four blocks away from the beach. I mean, it was beautiful. And to be very honest, I only went to the beach maybe a handful of times just because I wanted to go down there and, and maximize that experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I wanted to be in the weight room and be with those guys as much as physically possible. Um, shout out Chuck Lobie. He was the direct, he was the director of strength conditioning at the time who allowed me to come in and be a part of that. And he was one of my first mentors that kind of showed me the ropes and all that stuff. And it was a crazy experience, but yeah. Was there any any um, famous athletes that went to FAU at that time? Oh gosh, no. But I remember I met Alfred Morris. Alfred Morris was a running back for oh, yes. Florida Atlantic, and he was a running back for the Washington Redskins at the time. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. And uh, he came in, and what I loved about Alfred was he was, showed uh, tremendous humility. Um, he didn't have like he had just actually signed a new deal that year, but he pulled up in his mom's van. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, dude, that's so cool. Like you're an NFL like starter, like you just signed in the million dollar contract and you're pulling up your mom's minivan. And and the kids now pull up in uh, Lamborghinis. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. In debt. college. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so that was really cool to meet Alfred and he taught me a lot of things. And then after that experience, I was like, you know, I got to get back to Lincoln and I, I got to get in that weight room. And um, at the time it was Mike Arthur, who was director of strength conditioning at Husker Power. Um, I worked more so on the Olympic side of things versus the football yeah um but we we still interacted with those guys um and so i was able to come up there and i was able to go to the class full-time and intern at the same time and i did that for the majority of my undergrad in nebraska i was there for almost i was in that weight room for almost four and a half years all right well with that we need to take a break Mm -hmm. so we'll be right back with coach grayson stay with us 93 7 the ticket fitness fanatics now back to fitness fanatics on 93 7 the ticket and the ticket fm.com 
All right. Welcome back in to the Fitness Fanatics. The headset strikes again. So we just got a oh, quick go. quick segment here. <laughs> here. It, gets, it gets all of us. It does. <laughs> Even though the NFL season's over, we're going to talk just a little NFL uh, with Coach do. Grayson, as we do when we have our guests on, because this is a sports station, so we do like to talk a little bit of sports. We will be talking Husker football at the end of the show, because that's always really fun to do that here with our guests. That's the only reason I'm on. I, I, I have a show so I can talk Husker sports. <laughs> we get to fitness every now and then, but no, I'm just kidding. All right, so favorite NFL team and how you became a fan of that team. Unfortunately, I'm a Raiders fan. <laughs> oh, okay. well, California. Yeah. Right. It is. Yeah. We're it Bears is. fans, so we sympathize. I'm not. Don't okay, say that. Point. Yeah. I'm not. Real quick, how'd you feel about the Chiefs logo over you guys' locker room? It's terrible. <laughs> my dad, my dad, it's, I have a, I have an almost two-year-old, and my dad's from Kansas City, and he's a Chiefs fan, and everybody buys my son Chiefs, Chiefs gear and watch him, <laughs> watch him wear that. It's just so brutal, and I'm like... <laughs> look terrible dude <laughs> i love you but you look terrible uh, but i'm an oakland fan because i was born in that area um i was born in a hospital that was like three blocks from the original stadium okay cool mm-hmm. and I don't, even, I don't even think the hospital's there anymore i think it got tore down or whatever um but yeah back in the day everything was raiders and uh my uncle who's who, who passed before i was before i was born he was super big into the black hole i mean the Black hole back then in Oakland was really the big thing with the rich cannon air and all that. And, uh, you know, kind of in, in remembrance and honor of him, I just always love the Raiders. So, yeah. That's why we like to get those origin stories because, you know, some, you have a glory time with your team. And Absolutely. Then- and then you don't. You got to hold on to that. Yes, Harrison, <laughs> yeah. Harrison started liking the Bears. Yep. When they went to the Super Bowl mm-hmm. in 06. Colts <laughs> gets the Colts. <laughs> I started liking the Bears when they went to the Super Bowl in 1985. <laughs> Long time. Good year for the Bears. Harrison. Yeah. So we become fans of these teams because when you were a fan of the Raiders, well, you still are, but back when, like, they were went to the Super Bowl. With John Gruden and all that. Absolutely. The, the tuck rule against Tom Brady. Oh, and, oh my God. I hate the Patriots. <laughs> <laughs> like, you always like think back to like, gosh, if that play didn't happen, Brady wouldn't have won his first Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And the Raiders may have won the Super Bowls. It's like, how does how does that affect just everything? Isn't that crazy? It is. That it, one play. It is. Well, when, when was that Super Bowl? The one first one where you became a fan? What year? 85. 85. Next one, 06. <laughs> So Owen oh two. So we got still haven't gotten mm-hmm. the Super Bowl. We got twenty one yeah. years in between Super Bowls. So we have till twenty twenty seven. And we better win that one. Owen <laughs> oh three. We got another twenty one year wait. So we're become fans of these teams. That we're just no matter what happens, we're still the fan of the team, you right? Have Absolutely, to be. you have to be. You and it doesn't be. matter because Harris and I we talk all the time about what the Bears should do with the number one pick and and you know that type of thing and they're like well whatever if they don't draft Caleb Williams he'll be the next Patrick Mahomes if they do draft him he'll be like the next uh, David Carr or Jamarcus Russell or somebody <laughs> just oh my, Trubinsky my just doesn't pan yeah. out right yeah so no matter what we do it's it's gonna screw it up but there are kind Maybe of not. some do there are some kind of rumors out there of, of maybe Justin Fields going to to Pittsburgh. the Raiders. Oh, yeah. I've seen that out there. Yeah, I've seen those on the like mock drafts. Yeah, see, I'll take that. Hey, more teams that are interested in him. <laughs> yeah. I'll drive up the price. Well, one, one of the one of the and of course this is just as Bears fans were just mock drafts, trade rumors, like mm-hmm. all the time, right? Cause, <laughs> that's because all that's all we have. We can't actually celebrate wins, right? Not, so we got to no celebrate playoff predictions. <laughs> no out. Yeah. No, no playoff <laughs> predictions. When we do the playoff machine on ESPN, we're just, well, we don't even do that. My son does that. He's a Ravens fan. So he can <laughs> figure out who's the C's, but we're not even in it. So no, we just, right. but I did see like a kind of a trade rumor <laughs> of, of Justin Fields for Devontae Adams straight up. We'll take him. Yeah. What do you think of that, Harrison? Nah. Straight up. Straight up. Straight up. And the reason it made sense was because the Bears have a lot of cap space. I know, but it's like if you're if you're going to get Marvin Harrison Jr. if that's part of the plan, you get them all. Let's throw out Adams. <laughs> Let's throw out. Well, so in this situation, you would not be taking Marvin Harrison Jr. because you're trading Justin Fields. Mm-hmm. So you're take, you you're taking Caleb Williams. Yep. So you have Caleb Williams, 
Devontae Adams, DJ Moore. What do you think? Super Bowl? No, no. You I, I don't. You like, wouldn't do that? This team's got to start winning and show me they know how to handle success before. I mean, we just saw the 49ers with what was absolutely loaded roster. I know. And it still wasn't enough to beat Patrick Mahomes. Mm. And what was arguably one of the, a quote-unquote down year for the Kansas City Chiefs. It was. It really was. We did get a text. It must be from a Raiders fan because he says, bro, we don't want Justin Fields. <laughs> Ship him out. At this point, we'll take anything. I didn't read At that for a reason, Jeff. We're trying to up his trade value. At this point, we'll take anything, man. We need help. Do we think Ryan Poles is listening to the show right now? He texted me before the show. Like, like you guys got the Bears content, right? If he's, well, I, don't know. He, I mean, maybe our opinions might sway him. Mm-hmm. No. Maybe. You call him personally. <laughs> so we got a Raiders fan chiming in says, we don't want the bum. <laughs> Forget it. And I'm on here just like, oh, maybe we should keep him. <laughs> it's just everybody has an opinion. We'll switch, you know, our, yes. and, uh, we'll switch our minds a hundred times before we get to draft yes. day as well. Oh, yeah. We still got about we got about eight, nine weeks left to go. So it's so much fun. But all right. All right we're going to go to break. We'll be right back with Coach Grayson. Stay with us. Top of the hour coming up. 93.7 The Ticket, The Fitness Fanatics. Welcome into Fitness Fanatics on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Now here are your hosts, Jeff and Nicole Essig. All right, welcome back in. Top of the hour here on the Fitness Fanatics. If you missed any part of the show, you can check us out on theticketfm.com or any podcasting platforms that are out there. Oh, we want to give a shout out to our sponsor. We are sponsored by Integrative Life Choices. ILC is hiring direct support professionals all over the state of Nebraska, full-time, part-time, days, evenings, and weekends. If you are interested, you can apply at ilc.net backslash careers. Direct support professionals work to ensure a meaningful life for the people they support. They work to support people in achieving their hopes and dreams. So again, big shout out to ILC. Becky Maratsky, one of our instructors, members out at Yankee Ridge. And so appreciate their support for our show. All right, back to Coach Grayson. So where we left off in your professional journey, you were at UNL doing your postgraduate and all that fun stuff. Uh, so let's kind of start back there. Where did where How did that go? And then where did you go from there? Absolutely. So I graduated from the university, and that would have been 2016. 2016 and you know when i graduated i already had almost five years of experience training student athletes at a division one level which is like unheard of in our field uh, most people they don't really start in diving into the internship side of things when they graduate yeah so i graduated with my undergrad and i'm like i gotta get a job <laughs> right <laughs> i was like i got a good job but, you know and so i applied to everywhere you name it you know and i think the only two that finally bit the bullet was a graduate assistantship at potentially Northwestern University and the San Diego Padres. I was like, okay, well, I got into this in the first place to be a professional strength coach. It was always my dream. Right. And so, you know, I had my first interview and I thought it went pretty good. And then I had, they had called me like two days later and they're like, hey, we want to fly you out to, it was Peoria, Arizona, where it was the Earth Spring Training is at. And I'm like, okay, this is getting real. And so I had just taken like, they call it the Certified Strength Conditioning Specialist, the CSCS test. This is like the gold standard certification for strength coaches. I'm sure you guys know. And I took that test not even a week before I had to fly out there because I was like, okay, I got to take this test if I'm going to move forward with this. Mm-hmm. So I go out there and interview goes great. And not even three weeks later, they send me a contract. And I'm like, this is crazy. It's happening. <laughs> it's <is> happening. <laughs> you know? And so I went out there, worked for the, um, so I was in charge of like the rookie, one of the rookie ball teams at the time. And I helped out with the pro guys, you know, here and there um, and at the time I think Tatis was only like high A double A guy at the time he wasn't really as known at that time um, Machado just got there right before I left and uh, it was a great experience you know I was able to really see you know what it was like to develop players because we had guys come up from Venezuela Budokana or uh, Dominican Republic and they didn't speak a lick of English mm. and so imagine trying I tell people trying to imagine coaching somebody who or just even interacting with somebody who doesn't understand what you're doing or how you talk or anything. It's one of the most difficult things I've ever had to do. So I had to take on Spanish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so mm-hmm. you learn Spanish and you learn different mannerisms and things. And 
it's just insane because you might have you know an 18 year old kid who's in the country they've never been there they don't speak the language you don't know anybody there but they're given a check for four million dollars that's crazy it's insane insane. so there's a lot that goes into that Mm -hmm. you know that people don't see behind the scenes Um, but it was a good experience you know i learned a lot about it and it really formed me as a coach and a human i came back up because those who play professional sports know that you can't really raise a family it's mm-hmm. very, very, very difficult to do so. Especially yeah. in baseball, I'm, oh I imagine. Yeah. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. a grind. I mean, mm-hmm. if you don't eat, sleep, and breathe baseball, which I love baseball, but I just love sports in general. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Right. Like in the weight room, we had, you know, the TVs and everything. And what's on the TVs? Baseball. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and, but it was great. And uh, so I came back in Nebraska and started working kind of privately and started to really see, okay, hey, maybe I can make a difference with these kids. Because mm-hmm. when I was at Nebraska or the Padres, we had new new uh, recruits come in at Nebraska or new draft picks come in and they had never really seen a weight room, some of them, and they didn't know what to do or how to do it. So I thought to myself, there's gotta be a way to fix this. And so that's pretty much what my business is built on. You know, we develop kids starting off from sixth, seventh, eighth grade, and some even third and fourth graders. And the goal is for them to get to the next level, whatever that level may be, um, and to make sure they're comfortable, but confident in getting to that next level. So you're, so what's the na- name of your business? And like, just kind of give us the nuts and bolts about what you do there, what services you guys offer. Um, and really, and this is going to be a long answer, <laughs> like your passion for the kids, like why you hit headed down that road um, instead of going more towards the, the older college and, and professional. That's a good question. So we actually work with everybody. And so we work with middle school, high school. I mean, I had Isaiah Roby in my gym two weeks ago. Oh, okay. Um, so a good friend of mine, Thomas Villianco, shout out to Thomas. Um, he and I have been friends for a very long time, and Thomas works with, you know, some of the some of the cream of the crop. You know, the Sam Greasels. I had Sam Greasel in my gym last last summer. Um, and, and the goal that you know we have, we might have you know the morning personnel in our gym, or obviously, I think I saw a picture. Yeah with mm-hmm. him in there yeah, yeah. Kyron Williams shout out shout out to KNDP they're good people um, so again that's what my business is built around is you know bringing you know having a space to bring good people who are trying to go towards our common goal and that's just being better mm-hmm. um, and so you know the business is on the logo it says effort and empowerment and that's and that's what it's all about you know I want to make sure that we give maximum effort in everything we do but I want it to be done in, in, in an environment and atmosphere that's very empowering and that's what's awesome about some of those pro guys or college guys is, you know, we might have a fourth grader or, or an eighth grader or ninth grader walk in and there's no different interaction. It's just, you know, it's just people trying to help people out. Um, so, yeah. What, um, what do you, so what do you guys, like, I've seen a lot of, of stuff like, I mean, what, you so you do all sports like <laughs> uh, like I'm just trying yeah. to kind of work. No, yeah, I know. yeah, I know. Def, no, definitely. Yeah, yeah. We do. You know, we work with a, every sport you can name of. You know, I have football, baseball, softball. I have a couple. I have a, I have a lacrosse player, which who knew lacrosse was even in Nebraska. What about curling? Oh, I don't think I have any curlers. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna have curlers yeah. on in a couple of weeks. Yeah. So we're immersed in curling at the moment. <laughs> really? Yes. yes. Is that do they do that here? Like, There's yes. a curling club. Curling really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. really? I did not know that. That's, yeah. really, that's super cool. You'll have to tune in in a couple weeks. That. I know. Yeah. And so yeah. we do. And so <laughs> we we tell people that we improve overall athletic performance. Um, it's different at every level. With obviously a fourth grader, an eighth grader, or college level athlete, it looks a little different. Mm-hmm. Um, but it encompasses everything of being just a better athlete. You know, how um, did you make that transition to like kids? So when you came here, you started your business. Did you start with kids or did it start like with older kids and then kind of trickle down? Like yeah. how did that kind of happen? Um, and so I actually started working with a couple um, softball players who I'd worked at. The, I worked with at the university. Um, so shout out Kiki Stokes, Taylor Edwards, Tristan Edwards, a couple or MJ Knighton. Um, they were Husker softball players. Um, and I think almost all of them now are college coaches. Um, so I started That's working awesome. with them and they kind of kind of really showed me, okay, hey, maybe you can provide these services for some more youth kids and help develop. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I had been exposed to development obviously with a new recruit coming in as a freshman at college, but I never really saw it past that point. Um, and I saw, I was like, well, we can really make a difference with these kids, not just getting them to understand, hey, you can be a better athlete, but you can be a better person as well. And this is why. Um, I'm really big on 
confidence. You know, I want my athletes to be confident, not just in the weight room, but in any aspect in their lives. You know, have the confidence to go and apply for that interview. Have the confidence to go talk to that girl or talk to that guy mm-hmm. on that day. Because um, I feel like that kind of is a very lacking component nowadays. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, even I was timid at a lot of times. I mean, I was timid to come talk to you guys a little bit, but um, again, it's derived on being confident and trying to move the needle forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we our kids aren't sports kids, but they um, were they did theater and that was really cool to yeah. see children's theater because Absolutely. it is it's similar it's very similar to sports in that aspect where you really do get it's like a whole nother level of confidence that oh, you absolutely. see in these kids and you're just like wow they are ahead of the curve right now mm-hmm. just standing up and performing on this stage same thing with sports how oh, yeah, you, you really can kind of get ahead of that curve and like get rid of that fear um by playing a sport or by you know certainly doing yeah. that stuff just getting in front of people you mm-hmm. know, getting in front of people because you don't want to do something embarrassing or anything but you know i mean you might be in theater and there might be 50 to 100 people in the audience watching you yeah um you got to have the confidence to you have to have the confidence to do what you got to do um on, yeah on stage so yeah that the theater was like most people's biggest fear is public speaking mm-hmm. oh big time yeah. yeah so like when you're playing sports you don't really have a lot of that no, public speaking where at the theater I was like, okay, you're standing on stage looking out at all these people. And spotlight. Yeah, I remember yeah. the first time. That was right, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah spotlight on you, and, and our kids had solos where they sang, and so I think it re- really did kind of help build their confidence yeah. uh, level. So you just, because that's, I mean, that's what you got to do when you get older. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and it, doesn't, it feels like almost it doesn't hit you to where it needs to. That's true, yeah. yeah. Yep, it's a skill that you don't, if you don't, use it you lose it yeah. <laughs> or if you don't do it you don't have it so you kind of have to just do it yeah absolutely and so yeah so you know back to the gym that's kind of yeah. what we derive it on you know is building that and everything is it's it's kind of set up to where it's like there's different stages and so we have what we call the athlete development group which is the younger kids we have the athlete at the athlete performance group which is the older middle school high school kid and then we have the athlete elite group um, and that where that's where we have our college athletes who come back on break or whatever train or the professional athlete or we have athletes in my gym who might be seniors in high school but they're college committed so they're not there yet mm-hmm. but I love them being in that older elite group because then when they're working out with those kids who are already back in, who are already in college and they come back they kind of get to sh- they kind of get to show them okay hey this is what it's going to be like at that next level mm-hmm. whereas the, for those of you who know that out there college athletics is a job you know those student athletes. Yes, they're, 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 you know, they're students, but they're also athletes. It's a job. Yeah. It's a full-time mm-hmm. job. The it's nutrition. almost like a mentorship. It is. You yeah. Know, the, the, for them. the nutrition, the sleep, you know, dialing everything in, the training, uh, making sure your grades are up. I mean, I mean, everything. It's a full-time job and it um, doesn't matter really what level it's at, whether it's a JUCO, NAIA, D2, D1, um, it's, it's a full-time job. So, yeah. You guys do like, so how do people get started? Is it through, like, do you do certain camps or... Can just anybody just walk in and say, "Hey, I want to." I mean, how how does that process yeah. go? It's a good it's a good question. And so we have athletes, everybody who comes in, we make that we have them conduct what we call the introduction session, because um, again, this is a, another way we get the athlete to be confident. So they come in, we show them how we do a warm up, how we do a cool down, how we you know a couple of exercises, and in our program that we're going to have them do which we use that as like a, we call it a biomechanical analysis. We want to see where they're strong, but where they're also weak as well. Um, and for that, and also for that intro session is we don't want to work with just everybody. Right. You it know, has to be a good fit. For it has to be a good fit in both ways, mm-hmm. you know, um, and we don't, you know, a lot of our athletes are goal driven and that's exactly what I want them to be. I don't want athletes just coming in because they just want to train. Um, I want athletes who are coming in like, okay, hey, I want to work towards this goal because I feel like when you're working towards something, you're going to try that much harder at it. Oh, sure. Um, you're, you're going to give a lot more effort into that. Um, and it's a lot of the athletes who are younger, they may not have a goal, but, you know, they have aspirations of being better at something. Well, that's kind of our goal is to, you know, give them the resources to say, okay, hey, if you work hard enough, you might have these opportunities or these doors open for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's kind of how we do our, our onboarding process. And that's where we kind of decide, okay, hey, this athlete's more of a developmental athlete this athlete would be a good fit in our performance group. So, yeah. So it's not just like just a random kid and just here, here you go. No, not at all. <laughs> and we don't even have a sign outside our building. And so like when people drive by, I had a conversation with somebody like this or about this last night. Like They were like, yeah, you know, I think we drove by your building. Like, you guys going to put a sign out there? I go, absolutely not. You know, 
you know, from the outside, it almost looks abandoned. Yeah. <laughs> our, yeah. our, our, our facility. And uh, when, when you walk in, you know, we want to give the wow factor. We mm-hmm. want people to be like, okay, wow, this place is really something special. Um, and so that's kind of our, mm-hmm. our goal with that. So, yeah. What are some of the big, like the biggest challenges yeah, that you see? Yes. With yeah. The kids. With just, you know, with training, training different athletes, different ages. Like, we, what are some we, of those challenges? We need this too, because we have challenges with our members, yeah. they're adults. You're right. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. So yeah, this yeah. is some advice for us. I like, know. Yes. What are some of your biggest challenges and, you know, kind of. I think the biggest challenge is for us is the accountability piece of things. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's what we're really big on is like, it's like an example is we have, we do body weights every week and we do that not because we want to see how much I weigh, but I use that as a metric of seeing, okay, hey, are they dialing in with their nutrition or are they not? Are they sleeping or are they not? Mm-hmm. Um, and body weight can be, you know, you can you can you can see a lot with just how much somebody weighs. And so if athlete A weighs 150 pounds one week and then the next week they're 143, it's like okay, what happened? Mm-hmm. Oh, I was sick with the flu and I wasn't able to eat. Okay, hey, so with that, I need to make sure that we adjust the training accordingly. Mm-hmm. And make sure we don't overtrain and we compensate and get that kind of athlete back on track. Um, so I think about that. Some athletes want to be held accountable more so than others. Mm-hmm. Um, so that can be a challenge, um, you know, but our, our, our thing is, is we gotta just make sure that we continue to reiterate the point of why we are holding them accountable. Um, Cause you know, I might have an athlete come in who's six foot three, you know, 250 pounds and they're only a freshman in, in high school. Mm-hmm. It's like, holy cow, dude, like you have a lot of potential and there's a, there could yeah. be a lot of opportunities and be knocking on your door if we dial these, you know, dial these certain things in the next one or two years. Mm-hmm. Um, I deal with it all the time. I have athletes who come in who they want to compete in college or they want to go to college, but they don't know how, or they don't even know the opportunity was going to be an opportunity. And so that's kind of our goal is to, again, provide them the resources to say, okay, hey, if we work hard and we give effort for the next year, let's see what happens. And I have that all the time. I have athletes who will, who will sign to go play at a JUCO and then two years later, they'll go to D1 um, get a little bit of NIL money and get all that stuff and they'll come back and they'll be like gee you're a miracle worker and I'm like I'm just the guy with the stopwatch <laughs> you guys are the ones who put in the work right yeah you know we just kind of help guide them that way mm-hmm. so yeah that's, that's awesome that's kind of what we say too like we just had our we had a national challenge winner Mark Onweiler won $10,000 for the oh, Farrell's wow. national challenge and you know people's and I'm sure like kids that join your gym just think Oh, because I'm because I go to Coach Grayson's gym, like all this stuff's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Like just because you you join your gym or an adult joins our gym doesn't mean you're just gonna magically transform, I right? Know, right? It's funny how like, that works. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> like Mark Mark did that because he wanted to. Yeah, he like, put that work in. So he like did it. what you said, you're 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 the guy with the stopwatch mm-hmm. giving them direction. Mm-hmm. They have to do it, just like us. We're our our gym's kind of like the car. We have the car, but you're the driver. Absolutely. And you can drive it to your destination or you can drive it into the ditch after two, after two days, <laughs> right. right? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's, it's all, it, yeah, it's, it's, so it's up to the individual really of, of what they want to do. Do you have any issues with, I know if my, I'm kind of glad my kids didn't play sports because I would be a parent that I knew everything. <laughs> like our daughter did play she played basketball <laughs> when she was, I don't even know how old she was, maybe probably, five, six, seven. Probably second grade. Probably second maybe. grade. Yeah. And just like a club. Yeah. Like but, a, yeah. when we lived in Altoona, she played at the Altoona campus. Yeah. So just a little basketball thing. And of course I had aspirations as a parent of, oh, my kids are going to be these great athletes, <laughs> right? Like Katie was born at the same time as Shaquille O'Neal's daughter. So I'm like, oh, oh, nice. yeah. Yeah. oh. <laughs> I mean, we're going to be rubbing arms like, my daughter's the superstar basketball uh-huh. player. You know, that's what, as a, as a dad, that's kind of what you envisioned. Yeah. It gets being playing sports. So she played at the Altoona campus and me, I, I'm, I am Mr. Competitive. Like I might not be very good at stuff, but when I do something like I have to keep score, I yeah. cannot, Nicole just, Oh, let's just go play tennis. And, and for fun, like, <laughs> No, that's I don't, not how I work here. My I wife and I are so competitive. Like we'll pay like like dominoes. Yes, just, just in dominoes. Like we'll keep scoring on like 
we'll rub each other like in the face. Like if she wins or yes. I, if I win, I'm like bow down to the queen. Like <laughs> she won. Yes, you. Yeah. So their their first uh, like the first season she played, they didn't keep score. And it drove me oh my nuts. Yeah. And of course, I'm telling her, like, this is some great advice, right? No. To give to your kids. No, it's actually not. No. I always tell her, like, listen, it's about winning and losing, right? This is, what, <laughs> this is me as a parent. That's life, man. Telling my, <laughs> right. telling my seven-year-old daughter this. So she told the coach that I said this, and it <laughs> didn't go over very well. But, but it was just like, no, they're like, let everybody shoot uh, uh, five shots a game. But and that's I, because it was an intro and I swear, and I'm just going to, I'm making this up, but. No, you are totally making this I up. I am one. There was this girl. <laughs> I know exactly where Yep. There's this girl. <laughs> and we'll, we'll let you answer the question eventually. Yeah. This, this is, is me. Jeff. I ask a question. Then you I didn't even ask right. the question. No, I didn't even ask the question. I'm, yeah. I'm, laying, I'm laying the groundwork. <laughs> we still got five minutes. Yeah. Right. I'm laying the groundwork <laughs> for our next segment. There was this girl that played in this Altoona basketball thing that she was phenomenal yeah she was amazing and i think it was caitlin clark <laughs> he's convinced himself she did have dark hair she did have that's dark the hair. only proof that we have ponytail <laughs> she was up and down i mean it was was she flopping no <laughs> <laughs> she, I, don't I think know. she honed that later when yeah, she went to dowling when she yeah, went yeah. to dowling i don't know if she was flopping back then but i'm convinced that it was caitlin clark playing in altoona camp she was a standout she, I mean, you. Yeah. Could, it could have been. I mean, you, she, she was, was falling year round yeah. all over. Because they're the yeah. same. I mean, Katie's will be twenty one, mm -hmm. yeah. and so she'd be a junior in college right now. Caitlin's mm -hmm. a senior, so they're it's kind possible. of possible. It, it is possible. It's not. It wasn't. But it is though. <laughs> it it is possible that Katie played basketball with Caitlin Clark when she was six. Okay, years but old. what was your question? Okay, so the question that I'm going to pose, and then <laughs> we'll go. We'll, we can we can go to break, right, Harrison? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So about parents dealing with parents high <laughs> expectations so we'll leave it at that i'll give you time to think about or that just answer. like if, if you could speak to parents yes. just in general what your advice would be well, so, okay. yeah For aspiring yeah like me who thought their kids were going to be superstars <laughs> so yeah we'll cover that when we come back on 93.7 the ticket fitness fanatics now back to fitness fanatics on 93.7 the ticket and the ticketfm.com all right welcome back in we're joined in studio with coach grace and apparently people are, are trying He's to get got him a fan club get, going on they're trying to get him to replace us on the <laughs> i'm blessed so I'm really blessed <laughs> maybe maybe we found a, a sub if we ever have to be gone yeah right yeah come in and, and talk about that <laughs> absolutely <laughs> but no we appreciate everybody listening yes um this is why we have guests like mm -hmm. people sometimes they get tired of hearing nicole and i just talk about <laughs> things so it's good to get um, different people in the city that that do different things and offer different services when it comes to health and wellness. Yep. I mean, we wouldn't have like the owner of McDonald's come in here and talk about McDonald's, obviously. Right. <laughs> but so this is kind of anyway, cool. Anyway, back so, to ba our question. Yeah. So back to the parents, like dealing with <laughs> difficult parents and their aspirations, living vicariously through their kids. Yeah. Like so I like, what would your that's advice a, a be advice. for parents? Yes. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Because that's hard. It is. You know. Um, the biggest thing about parents is you got to trust who you're taking your kid to. I think it, I see it no different as a doctor. Mm -hmm. You know, now that I have a son who's almost two years old is we're very picky on his pediatrician. Mm -hmm. I want to make sure that wherever he's going is I trust that individual. I never want to leave uh, an appointment thinking, okay, does that person really have my son's best interest? Right. Yeah. You don't want to have do. to like go do research on right. what you want to trust that they are, that right. they are the expert. Absolutely. Yeah. So first thing I would do is, you know, make sure you do your research on who you're taking your kids to, um, because you don't know if somebody has a background or if they're certified or whatever it may be. Um, and, and that goes into making sure you trust who you're taking your kids to. Um, and my facility, it's funny, like people know, like in my facility, like I'm pretty big on it. Like let your kid go and just be a kid. You know, mm -hmm. you guys know that your kid's going to act a little different and be and and have a different personality with the parent there or without the parent there. Right. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, so we have like two signs on our door, and it shows like caution tape, and it says, 
no parents allowed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and just, that's what I want. I want the kids to go and be there, go in there, and then you know, the training atmosphere and just be a kid. Um, and so I would just, you know, trust trust who you're taking your kids to. You know, do, do your research because um, there are some people who may be fake or not and may, may be a flash in the pan. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, where there's some people who are out there who are out there that really want to make a difference and they really have your kids' best interests in mind. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Let's talk about nutrition part of your, your especially gym. with kids because that with can kids. be hard we've had so we do have kids that do our program occasionally like our daughter is 20 and she loves exercise and she's like me i'm not competitive but i'm athletic so you know that's where what we do is a great fit for me and for her because we were never athletes um growing up but um we do have kids that do our program sometimes and it can be difficult because there's so much out of their control as far as mm-hmm. that nutrition goes Absolutely. so how do you kind of navigate that with with your kids and so i partnered that with my wife uh amory so amory mcdaniel she's our licensed registered dietitian um at coach grayson and so she's also got a full-time job as a registered dietitian but our approach is two ways. One, everything in moderation. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we want the athletes to understand, hey, you're able to go enjoy Canes or a ham- hamburger on Friday night or mm-hmm. Saturday afternoon after a basketball game with your friends. But, you know, the other 75, 80% of the time, let's really dial things in. Let's make sure we're waking up early so we can have a breakfast. Um, it's really simple, basic concepts. Um, that and just, you know, understanding the athlete, you know, understanding that they might go to a school where, they're not going to have the best lunch provided for them. Like we all remember like the square pizzas or mm-hmm. like, the chi- oh. or there were like the chicken patties. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. We all remember that. And so understanding like that's what they're provided. So we got to kind of work with the cards that were dealt. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, what's funny now I bring that up. Chicken fried steak day was like the day for us back in the day. <laughs> I don't think we ever had chicken fried steak. Chicken with fried gravy steak. and yeah. everything. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, we never like chicken had fried that in steak our day. We were like, okay, today, like we're gonna get some gains today. Like we're gonna work out hard and earn that chicken fried <laughs> steak meal. Okay. <laughs> I we never had that in high school. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. We never had chicken fried steak. Um, but yeah, you know. So I would just say, you know, everything in moderation, and uh, just understand it doesn't have to be perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not meant to be perfect, um, and that's kind of. Kind of way it's kind of the way we approach things, and uh, you know we give every athlete like a big packet that shows like a the strategies that we provide. Like, hey, this is kind of step one of how we do things. Like, we even give them like a list of like things that a grocery store to look for. Like, hey, these are good options, these are best options, and these are not so good options. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's kind of a guideline and like a roadmap for parents as well. Yeah. So yeah. So what are some of your what are some examples of like the good, better, best, or uh, I think you I, know. Maybe like it's like versus like a like like a grilled chicken patty or like mm-hmm. a grilled like, like a grilled chicken breast versus like a fried chicken breast. Mm-hmm. Maybe like a like a good option or, or bad option. Um, another option might be like a sweet potato versus a regular potato. They're both going to be great for you, but one's going to have more nutritional value than mm-hmm. the other. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, you know. So yeah. Good. That's awesome. But it's it is so important, and I think that's really something that was probably. I mean. Jeff, when you were in high school and played football, they didn't talk to you about nutrition. Um, I, yeah, I don't really remember. When I managed, <laughs> I when I was the football manager. Oh, here we go. When I was the water girl. Yeah. We know they never talked about that. I was there for practices. They never talked about like, okay, go home, get, you know, do this, mm-hmm. have this. So I think that is encouraging hopefully for our industry because we're trying to undo a lot of bad habits for Mm -hmm. adults yes so it's exciting to know that the younger generations are are getting that um the nutrition the recovery the sleep tied in with the activity and the exercise yeah because i think that was something that was probably missing for a long time i mean did you no, grow we, up we ate terribly, learning man. right we you know mountain dew code red and sour patch kids yeah the, the post-practice <laughs> meal <laughs> right yeah <laughs> you know but i also worked at uh, some people know this i worked at mcdonald's when i was in high school okay so i worked there for like three or three or four years and so i'm so sick of it i will i'll never eat it ever again but like 
I'd go to school and have workouts in the morning. I'd have school. I'd go to practice. Now I'd go to McDonald's for work for two, three hours. And I'm like, okay, I'd walk in the back. I'm like, what am I going to eat today? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. for my meal. Yep. Our son works at Culver's and a big part of his diet right now is Culver's. Yep. <laughs> he absolutely. Eats a lot. He's 17. Yeah. We're like, well, enjoy it while you can because yep, you will abs- not be able to eat like that forever. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, but, but a lot of things for us too is just, it's all about small baby steps, mm-hmm. you know? So like, we might have an athlete say, okay, hey, I just, I love eating burgers or like, I love eating pizza. Like, okay, well maybe try some green peppers and onions on your, on your pizza. Like just small little things. Mm-hmm. Like, it's all about like, it's like the baby steps for us. Cause if we could make that small of a difference, well, let's see how that could snowball and do something <laughs> even bigger. Yeah. And you can find some like, well, you may be green peppers is something you wouldn't normally eat, but then that's your, the way that it, you intro it to you. Absolutely. And then you start to like it in other, yeah. other forms mm-hmm. also. Yeah, are, are you going to put green peppers on your pizza next time we get a pizza, Jeff? No. <laughs> What's your favorite pizza, Jeff? Pepperoni. Pepperoni. For sure. <laughs> I mean, for sure. There's no baby steps with with pizza no. in our house. No, I'm not going to. No, no. I do so, I do try to get some peppers in with some of your meals. It's not a big. Uh, Does pineapple belong on pizza? No. Absolutely not. No. <laughs> it's, it's I, I can't eat pineapple hot. It needs to be cold. <laughs> some people grill it too, I guess. That's grill weird. it and eat it yeah oh i could see that that's not so bad i eat like a toddler you do simple things right yeah like few ingredients mm-hmm. uh, that's that's now i do it, it'd be easy to baby step more vegetables i mean you do yeah. you drink your vegetables you blend them <laughs> up and them. drink them there's nothing wrong with that i, I yeah. drink get a yeah. lot of stuff yeah one of the things that i drink that <laughs> I drink a lot n- nobody everybody thinks this, this is gross it is <laughs> I, wait I have <laughs> wait like I really enjoy this. So we have a Nutribullet. Okay, yeah. and I will do a cup of cottage cheese and either a full apple or I'll get the little couple applesauce packets from Sam's and I'll blend it up and drink it. Why? With water. He mixes it with water too and drinks it because. <laughs> See, I, I when I eat, I the thought for a second cheese, maybe you'd be like, oh yeah, I do that all the time. And I don't know why. I know it's weird. I know. It's the texture. It Sorry, it's the texture of the cottage cheese. Oh, that like don't you? Gives me a, like a gag yeah, reflex. I think that's pretty common. So I just drink it, and I really enjoy it. I mean, power it's almost you. like milk. You're getting it in because it's not like I'm drinking curd. Like, like it's like almost like milk. Is it like? A, is there like a specific time you're drinking it? Like, is it a morning? It's is this it a morning. morning? Yeah, it's okay. usually morning. my second meal of the day. Okay, yeah, is what I'll have. He has it almost every day. And that's very nutritious. Yeah. It Apricot, is. Cottage yeah. cheese and an apple. I, yeah. That's that's great. That's how I know I if you've it. been home <laughs> yeah. yet because there's like a cottage cheese spoon or there might be a little curd of cottage cheese on the counter. <laughs> there's always little, clues. Or a top of my yeah. applesauce. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so you do eat that almost every day. I do. That is one of my staples. It, and <laughs> <laughs> you're not going to add that to your nutrition regimen for probably, your athletes probably not. Sorry, Jeff. <laughs> you can probably sell that drink you, you, copyright you know, like if, it reminds you, me of only murders in the building it's gut milk but it's oh yeah cheese milk. we just got done watching that <laughs> yeah. only murders I in the building i love those little gut milk cameos <laughs> it's good though like i, I mean uh, it, it's such a it's like the nutritional value for the cup of cottage cheese and the apple, and your apple. It's so good for me. Yeah, it's but a good I, balance I of protein and carbs. Eat it with a spoon, like yeah. I tried. I, I, the funny story is, is I, I took, I tasted a cottage cheese the night before, and I just had one little curd. <laughs> I was like, oh, this isn't too bad. And then when I try to eat a spoonful, I just like it's just, terrible. I couldn't handle it. Oh, you you don't like cottage I don't, cheese? I don't. Okay, okay. But now, I'm like, but I'm like this intolerant. Oh, so, oh like, okay. I have to be kind of selective on what you, I you yeah. wouldn't drink the, it anyway. No. no. Or no. I will mix up like scoop of protein and like two servings of spinach. Lots of spinach. Yeah. Drink and drink that. it. Yeah. That's I just what I do. That's how I how I do things. That's baby steps. Yes. I would, all right. You do it with water or almond milk? Or water. Water. <laughs> yeah. Keep it simple. He That's slams right. it. It's not an enjoyable like right. sip meal. Right. If we have other, he'll throw other stuff in there too uh brussels sprouts yeah, sometimes I mean, if we yeah, have um, all kinds of vegetables in there yeah yeah might as well and we i'll do that with like our son like we'll make like his like we'll do like homemade popsicles for our son and we'll it's just smorgasbord mm-hmm. we throw it all in there like greek yogurt you know if we got frozen peas or frozen fruit or whatever we just throw it in the blender yeah. blend it up and freeze it and he loves it yeah that's me toddler I, right? toddler meals yeah. you should get some <laughs> of those like popsicle like things a, for that sounds like a good 
popsicle for me to eat. Yeah. I get some peas in there. <laughs> I've never eat peas. <laughs> no. I don't know. I think this uh, this texture here now. Just, oh, no. Said, oh, okay. Jeff, you're a weird toddler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you probably were, too. So I have a feeling this person knows me. I know. Is it in. Bruce, maybe? It sounds like it, it maybe sounds like a Bruce. Who? Uh, Bruce. Kind of sounds like Bruce. Oh, like, yeah. You know. yeah. No, we'll Bruce see. is a Packers fan, not a Raiders fan. Oh, this it's the Raiders, Raiders fan. fan. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's the same person. Okay. So before we go to break, because we're going to talk Huskers when we come back. So if I would, I would like you to give some advice to parents that have kids like to try to get that aren't active. Like, so mm-hmm. we try to give, I mean, obviously we want people to come to Farrell's and work out, but if they can't, we try to give them like tips on just, just go for a walk, right? Do, how to you start. Know. Like some people don't know where to start and some parents might not know where to start for their kids, just getting them active. So, um, just to, couple quick tips for for parents and, and trying to get their kids moving doing something yeah i think start starting small is big time you know i mean it can even be just doing some bodyweight squats at home um but keeping the long term the long term in mind is i think really key it's, especially if it's a you know if it's a third grader or seventh grader or it doesn't matter like think about what their long-term development is going to look like if you incorporate these kind of things into their life. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's not just about, okay, hey, being a better athlete. It's what can they take with this when they're done with athletics um, from a health and fitness standpoint um, and even wellness. Um, mm-hmm. Because we, we all know in this room that how much it incorporates into the mental health side of things as well. Yes. Um, especially with kids nowadays mm-hmm. um, with the TikTok and the whole thing. And we can get into all that later. But yeah. there's so much stimulus coming at them. And so, you know, whatever we can do to provide them with better with a better health. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and you can kind of use that to your advantage, too. I've seen a lot of my friends who have kids that are younger um, that they incorporate a lot of YouTube videos for kids. There's a lot of resources yeah, out really there. Is, yeah. yeah. Kids like yoga, ways to help them wind down at the n- end of the night, stretching, movement. So that might be if you're if you have that tech driven kid, maybe that's a way to kind of work that to your favor. Mm-hmm. Try to find some a YouTube free resource and just get them moving. And maybe that'll ignite some spark and make them see if they want to do other stuff mm-hmm. yeah and I, it's just it's just so different to when, when we were kids you know when i was a kid if someone said hey i'm on antidepressants or anti-anxiety that wasn't even a thing back then mm-hmm. whereas now it's very prevalent um and so whatever we can do to help the mental side of things with our athletes or just anybody in, in, in general that's it's big time for us yeah all right so where can what's the best place people can find out about you and your business a facebook page website yeah so we're really big on twitter too and so twitter, yes, twitter. Uh, at, at coach grayson um facebook is just uh at coach grayson and then or our website www.coachgrayson.com easy to remember super easy mm-hmm. so i was so happy that yeah i was so happy that url was available because i was like what else am i gonna do you know yeah yeah Ooh. So, so yeah, Instagram, cool. uh, TikTok, we're, we're kind of getting back onto that. And so, so yeah. All right. Well, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to wrap up the show, talk a little Husker sports with Coach Grayson. So stay with us on 93.7 The Ticket, the Fitness Fanatics. Now back to Fitness Fanatics on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. All right, welcome back in final segment. We've been joined in studio by Coach Grayson, so we appreciate him uh, taking time out of his Sunday to come out and chat with us a little bit about his business. Last segment, we want to talk a little Husker sports. We are at the ticket right now, the number one sports talk radio show in not radio show, Fitness Fanatics, radio station in Lincoln. (laughs) So whenever we have a guest come in, I mean, I think it's cool to sit here and talk about Husker football on the radio it's awesome so we like to have our give our guests an opportunity so we're kind of in the prime kool-aid drinking off season where we don't have to worry about a game losing a game so this is the time where we can be excited the sun is shining and the air smells great it's just i mean it's just it's just the euphoric state because i can be stressed out come August, right? So I don't want to be stressed out right now. I choose to be happy and optimistic. Are you a Kool-Aid drinker? No, I'm not. Okay. Okay. So you're a realist. I am. Okay. 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 But the anticipation's real. 
Oh, yes. yes. Obviously. Like, yeah. we have eight months to go to all game. It's just brutal. <laughs> it's just It'll brutal. be here before we know it, though. Always. So, Sadly. what were your thoughts on year one of Coach Rule? And what are your thoughts coming up on next season, like excitement level? I think he, I think he exceeded my expectations. You know, I did not. I did not expect it to go the way it did um, after the aftermath of everything that, that unfolded. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think with this recruiting class and him obviously bringing in Dylan, that's, that's huge. Um, that shows that, you know, he's trying to make this a powerhouse again. Um, and obviously they've got that new facility over there, that new weight room, new locker room. That's big time. And so, they, you know, you can kind of shows they're really trying to make a difference. They're trying to move forward as a program. So, yeah. Cautiously optimistic. So, yeah. Yes. So thoughts on, I mean, I could talk myself into just national championships. Oh, sky's the limit. Right. Playoffs are bust, right? right? I mean, so what are your realistic expectations for year two under I control? Think, I think we can get at least seven wins or maybe eight or more. Um, Over under seven and a half right now yeah. is what Vegas has got it at. Yeah, that's why mm-hmm. I'm, I'm thinking for next year. Um, just to be optimistic and real about it. Mm-hmm. The ones who are like, you know, like, oh, yeah, we're going to go to the Big Ten. It's like, we'll see what happens. Like yeah. me, yeah, and I'm, uh, it's too optimistic. <laughs> what for did me, you man. think this? What was your record prediction last year? Ten and two. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know we. It's funny. I just listened to. Don't coach, you're gonna say we were right in there? I was listening. We will be <laughs> to Coach Rule. Yeah, he was on a um, did an interview with Reese Davis and Pete Thamel, and I like it when he says like, "Yes, we lost five games by three points or less." Or in overtime, right? So he's just talking about how the fans are like, oh, this has just been going on for 10 years. And he's always like, guys, I've been here for one season, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can't blame me for everything that happened before I got here. Um, so he's just talking about how it's, you know, his job to have the guys ready. So they're, they want to, they need to try to make a play happen instead of waiting for something bad to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because sure. I think as us as fans, we're always waiting for something bad to happen. It's like we can't yeah. even be yeah. excited when the team punts because we're like, oh, we're going to fumble the punt. Yeah. Like it's just but how that's it goes. probably why you're more of that realist <laughs> because you are more immersed in that world. Like Absolutely. you understand how that mindset really kind of plays into everything for the student athlete. For the student athlete. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Plus, so I'm sure plus you've I'm seen that. Too. I know, right? <laughs> like you saw the. I can never say what the opposite of evolution, whatever. I cannot say that word, but like whatever the opposite, you saw the crumble, how the mindset crumbled of our football team in the last couple of years. You know, I'm sure you can. Yeah. They played with a little bit more intensity the last few games. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And that's what I'm going to be really interested in come August is, you know, how much intensity and how much effort are they going to give on the field? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, That's going to, that's, that's going to show us all, I think where the program moving forwards or moving towards. Well, my, my uh, perspective of being, since we've had this show and we've had, we've, we've talked to some of the football players that have been on our show and like knowing some of them and like, I watch the games a little differently now than I did when I lived in Iowa and I was just a Husker fan, like mm-hmm. I kind of look at the players differently. Mm-hmm. Like I just can't imagine the, the amount pressure. of stress yeah. and pressure with social media and like, you know, you drop a pass. Like, yeah. 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 And, and you can relate to that too in your business of dealing with student athletes and, and the pressure and the stress that they're under. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's there. It's a job. You know that they know that if they make a mistake, it's it may it may cost them their job. It might cost them now that NIL's involved. It might cost them NIL money. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that adds, that adds almost more pressure to it. Yeah, I feel that's like tough. And I think with the social media is like, I mean, dealing with that people, I just drives me nuts. Yeah, me too. <laughs> so it's given a lot of people power who probably shouldn't have it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Of course, I've always like wondered who who's more like the people actually posting this. Or me reading it. <laughs> right. You're feeding the machine. Yeah, I don't ever, right. I yeah. literally never posted anything on Twitter. Yeah. Like a comment, a thought. Right. Anything. But, I just but kinda, you've wanted to. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> right. I wanted, right. wanted to. But I don't, just because I don't, I, I don't want to hear everybody's, you know, point, counterpoint, because everybody know. knows everything. Yeah. So of course. You yeah. know. Now, I've been kind of animated on 
on this show after games mm-hmm. with my opinions, of course. Um, which is is kind of fun. Have you ever like typed <laughs> so. a comment and like like well like have you ever like seen something and you typed it out and you're like uh, no I'm not gonna. Say I do that. that all the time. It's about eighty percent of the tweets. Yeah. Right yeah. yeah, me too. <laughs> I I'm do like, it uh, all the time. That's going to the drafts. Yeah. yeah, you just kind of have to, to like it's like a part of the process, right? Yeah, you just kind of have to purge the thought. It's just like in the olden days when you were supposed to write a letter and then but burn it or whatever. Yeah, and yeah. I, I think <laughs> most people are you eighty know, percent of the the fan base is are logical people. With, yeah. with realistic expectations. It's yeah. just those aren't the ones that are like on social media. Right. Oh, no. no like yeah, me. I'm not all. out there. Just, Nobody's just out there being like, yeah. I just hope everyone has fun. Yeah. It's the extreme of mm-hmm. one or the other. It's like reading stuff about Justin Fields. Like fans are on there like, oh, you need to keep. He's the greatest. And then the next comment <laughs> you read, like, He's terrible. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that's just the way of social media. The I more know. the outrageous gets to the top. You look at yeah. Skip yes. Bayless's career. Yeah, <laughs> you know, outrageous. That's how you get the views Absolutely. and the clicks. Stephen A. Smith, like you gotta, you gotta be extra. And I think that's most people are rational. Like if you just go around and talk to people, yeah, it's not like Twitter. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, people are actually very reasonable human beings. Yeah, yeah Twitter's not real life. No. It is not. But the youth and the kids, you know, sometimes they think it is. Mm-hmm. They sure do. It's, it, it could be a lot of influence on them. Yes, yes. All right, well, that's going to wrap it up mm-hmm. for us um, on this episode of Fitness Fanatics. Again, thank you, Coach Grayson, for joining us, sharing your wisdom and knowledge. If you want to get a hold of this guy, CoachGrayson.com, Coach Grayson on Facebook and Twitter. Mm-hmm. All right. And Instagram. And Instagram. Thank you guys, so that's yeah. a wrap. We'll see you guys next week. Have a fantastic week with no football. <laughs> Go get stuff done. <laughs>